Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Welcome back to the Long Run Show. We are back here this week. We are going to talk about a hot topic, cryptocurrencies, or as I sometimes refer to them as crypto assets. Ah, yes. This mm. is a, quite the topic. Quite the to- I'm very interested to hear what your opinions are. You've you, uh, a little behind the scenes, Austin here has said that his opinions have changed regarding crypto in the last few weeks, I would, few months. What, or it's been yeah, modified? Yeah, I, I would say they've been they've gone from being decently uh, sure to more fluid at this point. So we can flesh that out in a little bit. Hmm. But um, I will, you know, say right off the bat here as we just kind of introduce the, the topic of cryptocurrencies. Mike was uh, was my my true introduction to cryptocurrencies i would say um he actually was was the the first one to kind of get me into actually buying cryptocurrencies and and trading and all that stuff um so that that's i I gotta give you some props there mike but uh i thank you you're welcome um but i had obviously heard of cryptocurrencies before didn't really think much of them again, probably like most people until early 2021 and was like, what is going on with these? I probably should look into this a little more seriously. Um, so that was kind of my personal introduction to them, but cryptocurrencies in the long run, I, I don't, this is where my opinion is becoming more fluid. Um, and I'm, I'm interested Hmm. to see, um, you as the expert out of the two of us, <laughs> what what your thoughts are um, as far as the, the long-term outlook for cryptocurrencies. It seems mm. if we had had this conversation six months ago, would be very different than the conversation we're going to have today, um, especially in light of just recent news. I mean, you've got China completely banning cryptocurrencies yeah. entirely from their country. Uh, you've got the U.S. who said we're not going to ban them, but we're probably going to regulate them and or at least stable coins in the very new f- near, near future. And they're also exploring, sounds like, um, some plans to create their own USD yeah. coin. So that could get Powell coin. Powell coins. <laughs> um, so that could get that could get kind of interesting. So um, really, I just want to actually ask you to kind of give us uh, maybe just a brief overview, which is good Ooh. luck keeping it brief, um, <laughs> of just cryptocurrencies or crypto assets. Do you prefer one term or the other? You can, you can, you know, answer that question in there too. But um, just so everyone is aware, like the innovation that that brings to the table. Why is why is this why is this a thing in 2021? Sure, that that's a great question. And to tackle the the first thing you said right off the bat, I, I find it interesting that you use the word crypto assets. Um, and I think that that is a very, a very financial industry kind of term to use for it. Whereas I think most of the people who are on the development side of actually developing on blockchains and stuff, say either cryptocurrencies or just crypto or something. Um, cause I think a lot, most, I think a lot of people who are deep in the trenches of the, in, of the actual, like the blockchain industry, don't considering it, don't consider it la, um, an asset as much as a project. And I think that's one of the defining points of cryptocurrency. So it diverges. It does diverge. So, I mean, the whole thing with the whole thing with Bitcoin is you have a distributed ledger, you have, um, you know, instantly verifiable, very, very secure, uh, 
easy, you know, pretty, pretty darn uh, impossible to know who's doing what. It's a very, it's a very, I mean, the whole word decentralized. It's, it's not, yeah. it's not verifiable by any one person. They can't take over the whole thing. They can't steal money. Um, very innovative in terms of, yeah, there's no, there's no, at the end of the day, there's no bank that has the record of your finances. And if they get hacked, you know, theoretically, you could get all your money wiped out. And that's the FDIC to, to bail you out in that situation. But at the end of the day, it, it's a way to provide a, a, I think it's, it's just a way to exchange and store some sort of value. And I mean, that's changed very rapidly since Bitcoin's beginning to now hovering, you know, somewhere between 45 and 55,000 per, mm-hmm. um, per coin. You know, the store of value is the amount of value per Bitcoin has changed, but ultimately the, the goal is to provide that kind of, that kind of seamless financial ecosystem. And I think that's the key point of cryptocurrencies is that they're projects at the end of the day. They're, they're, they're meant to be these sorts of entities that have goals uh, that they intend to achieve. And once achieved, then oftentimes they'll, it depends, it, it, a lot of DeFi right now that has already achieved a lot of their goals and they're moving on to, to more and more. I think a great example of that, not to get too into the weeds right now, but some great examples of that are coins like Cosmos, uh, which is essentially a blockchain of blockchains. It's, it's, a interop, it's an interoperable cloud system of, of blockchains and interconnections <laughs> and it's meant to make a like a, a the cosmos of the blockchain <laughs> you can connect an ethereum blockchain to an algorand blockchain via cosmos all sorts of crazy stuff Whoa. um and i think they're, they're a great example algorand is another great example of a project that uh you know is creating these very efficient smart contracts and applications for a variety of industries and they're they're really aggressively expanding which is great to see um i think they view themselves less like a completely decentralized bitcoin type of thing i mean it is pretty relatively centralized in terms of the um the project owners and their goals and everything and i I think it's it's cool to see the variety uh in the cryptocurrency sphere but i think getting more to your point of you know what is what is the long-term outlook of right. cryptocurrencies as a whole i think one thing that we've seen in the past just in the past year there have been a lot of new coins that pop up and suddenly become popular like a dogecoin or something oh like that gosh. yeah you know there's a, there's a lot of hype coins and a lot of hype going around and i think there's going to be a, like a great culling in the next the year great where great reckoning the great the great, <laughs> great reckoning um where i think a lot of the coins that are either actually completely useless or maybe just aren't picked for store of values. Like Bitcoin at the end of the day is, is meant as, you know, that kind of store of value as that decentralized exchange system. Um, but, you know, apart from lightning network coming up in Ethereum, I would argue does it better. And I would argue that Algorand does it even better than Ethereum. But that's a whole nother, whole nother <laughs> topic. We get really deep, but I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, but I think that there's going to be a lot less cryptos out there, even in just a year. Right. Uh, but I think it'll also concentrate the value where I think Bitcoin's price will be higher. I think Ethereum's price will be higher. I think Algorand's price will be much higher. I think Cosmos's price will be much higher. Chainlink, you know, the list the list goes on for the solid ones. Um, and it's been interesting to see because there are some that really correlate to the opposite of the rest of the crypto sphere. Like one example is Filecoin. Filecoin has 
usually done very well when um, like Bitcoin and Ethereum crash. You can almost always see Filecoin going up 10, 20 percent. And maybe I mean, that's that's from what I've seen. Maybe I've missed some crazy corrections. I think the big correction, it definitely fell a lot as well. But I think there's a misthought on a lot of people that all cryptocurrencies are the same or they're all correlated to each other. And it's, it's very different from that. There is um, very different projects and very different applications that a lot of people are working on. And I think one thing that I, I never realized until I got into the weeds of uh, specifically Algorand is that there are enormous numbers of developers out there who are developing these apps. Uh, I mean, it's the, by far the largest numbers on Ethereum, uh, but there are a lot of Algorand developers out there. And it, it's, uh, I think we're going to see a culling of coins. I think there's going to be less and less coins. But I think there'll be more and more developers, more and more applications, and the prices are going to be going higher on probably 15 or so coins. Interesting. Okay, so you're kind of like bullish on what you might... You're, you're bullish on the, the innovation, I guess, but you're kind of bearish on the overall market almost. Like as a whole, you think there's going to be a big, big reckoning, which is going to concentrate value, but you got to make sure you're in the the cryptos that are that are concentrating that value in in the the long run right yeah i would i would agree with that i would say that making sure that you're in the cryptos that are legitimate are viable are providing real world innovation and solutions um is is paramount right so how do you so so you know i actually read the the bitcoin white paper way back when and um the in in my view, it's been interesting to see the evolution as <laughs> you get Bloomberg and CNBC and Fox Business all you know quoting Ethereum and Bitcoin tickers on their on their uh, little ticker tape at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> you get those prices rolling. It's been interesting to see it go mainstream, but um, it has changed it somewhat, right? So like Bitcoin, in my initial understanding, I, I read the white paper and. It didn't really dawn on me till someone mentioned this recently, but in the white paper, they never like Satoshi Nakamoto, whoever he is. I think it's DARPA. I agree, but we're not <laughs> that's, going. That's in. My, I am convinced that it was DARPA that is Satoshi. I mean, so that's invent- another. That's a whole other conversation. We'll have to do the internet yeah. and all that. Crazy <laughs> we're gonna have to do a conspiracy theory long run. Yeah, show really, or something we, like that. We probably will get our tinfoil hats on. Yeah, but anyways, regardless of who you know Nakamoto is. Um, the the interesting thing is in that white paper it never really mentions like um a digital gold sort of thing it never really mentions like hey this is meant to be an asset um that is going to appreciate a lot in value because it's going to be scarce it really is just like this this whole cash i mean that's the that's the biggest word that's the most used word in that white paper is this is a digital cash it's a peer to peer cash system um and it, you mentioned this earlier, but like there's the Lightning Network, which is making Bitcoin's uh, blockchain work a little bit faster, but it doesn't seem like Bitcoin really achieved that. It does. It was the first mover. So it does get, you know, it gets props for that, which may be why it has continued to hold value, but it's almost changed. So like originally the idea was, OK, it's it's going to be a store or it's going to be a, a cash, you know, tr- a transfer of value system, a cash digital cash system. Um, that's secure and decentralized and all this but now it's turned into oh it's digital gold it's a store of value Um, and i wonder if there's any problem with that change if that's just a natural evolution as it's gone on 
or if there's a fundamental problem with everyone thinks it's a store of value, but it really isn't. And it's really not meant to be. And will we see that when you when you know you're talking about the great reckoning? Will we see that be a problem for Bitcoin, um, or is it just supplanted itself as the first mover in a ginormous market, and therefore just won't be unseated? That's a that's a great point. I think, at least in my opinion, I think what's going to happen is Bitcoin will be. I think it already is solidified as kind of in the public idea of this digital gold. And I think right. it's not going to change. I don't think it'll change from that. So I think it, I think it will always have some amount of inherent value just, just on psychology, just on how people feel right. about it, how right, it's right. kind of become normal. I think what will change, however, is the relation of Bitcoin to all the other coins, especially the coins that are successful. Like let's say the, the remaining 10 or 15 after the great calling or whatever. You know, I, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think all the other coins are just going to go to zero, but I think that you'll see concentration um and i think what's going to happen is i think coins like cosmos or tezos or filecoin algorand those kind of coins i think they're going to become more like stocks in that people will be trading them based on the innovation that's going on rather than the the, rather than because bitcoin is going up these other things are going up so i think what you're going to see is a decoupling Mm. of the correlation between the price of bitcoin and the prices of ethereum algorand the, the whole host of Whichever other coins and systems are the most prevalent, I think you will see them decoupled in terms of their price from Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin will fill a certain role and will fill that role well. I mean, it does well. It's it's, it's, it's a good decentralized system for exchanging money around the world. And I think it fills that role well. But I think what you will see is that other coins will be you know, making whatever percent returns and it won't necessarily be because Bitcoin goes up. I think if Bitcoin goes down, maybe these other ones will still go up because they're still innovating and people will recognize that. So I think you'll see a kind of shift of, I think Bitcoin will remain kind of this store of value, but I think that a lot of the other coins will become more speculative and more in more invention oriented and more mm-hmm. innovation oriented and more honestly like stocks. Interesting. Interesting. So that's why, I mean, that's kind of what I see happening as well. I, I see them being, and I like how you said projects, like they're based around a project, um, which is why I kind of refer to them as crypto assets. I think it makes more sense to put the asset thing. Nah, you can just call them cryptos. That's fine. Um, even though it's really kind of <laughs> a lazy way to name it. <laughs> um, but cryptocurrency, it doesn't necessarily seem to catch all of the uh, potential that is there within the space, right? For for different applications and use yeah. cases. Um, so it it that's why I referred to it as crypto assets. But it was interesting you made the delineation earlier, and I want to kind of go back and get your thought on this of the the difference between okay, that's kind of a financey thing to say um, versus oh, the developers and the people actually building the the blockchains and building out the structures behind these tokens and coins um they refer to them as projects and and they refer to them as the token of the project or the cryptocurrency of that project that's helping them solve x problem um or create a meme (laughs) (laughs) whatever it be um so why do you think why do you why do you think there's that delineation you know or is that is that a good thing is that just because it's such a new space and it hasn't been securitized (laughs) so to say um or or should it stay that way should it stay um 
unfinanced, I, I think that's a a um, unrealistic expectation for it to yeah, stay right. un, unfinanced or untarnished by the, the hands of the bankers eventually. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah. what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that the because right now we're still I mean, it's still a very early market. Right. It's still really early on. If we're talking even just in like the history of cell phones, for instance, we're still in the the you see it in like a 1990s or 80s show and they've right. got this massive brick in their hand or it's a car phone. So it's big enough to fit in the car, but you can't carry it around. Uh, I feel like that's where we are right now with cryptocurrency. And I think that I think as as we continue on, that delineation will probably start to coalesce and be less uh less noticeable i think it, it just as an example and i, I know i talk about algorand literally all the time almost <laughs> every time literally all the time i'm folks. a huge i'm a huge algorand fan. i'm originally from boston so big algorand fan they're out there in boston uh, but i i really uh, approach algorand as if it already was a stock because the staking bonus is almost like a dividend interesting um, okay. i consider that almost like a dividend you're you're holding this so you're getting part of the the system's profits you know you're getting part of what the value creation is going on um you're investing in this project you're investing in this uh this idea that with the hope that it will continue innovating and continue growing um and i think i think the financial world is starting to catch on to that i think it's taken a little while sure but i mean for good reason and i think you know there's been a lot of just in the last 10, 20 years, there's been a lot of financial hardships for a lot of people. We have a 2008 crisis. I mean, you, if you look at cryptocurrencies right after 2008, um, you'd probably be very jaded and be like, okay, this is this is just a mortgage-backed security. Or yeah, something, you know? like yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it sounds, in some ways, it sounds magical and too good to be true that you can have this decentralized system that is doing all these amazing things and and it's it's pretty incredible when you dig into the technology. So I think I think it's a good thing. I don't think it's a bad thing that the financial sector has approached with caution. Uh, I think that's good, and I think I think what that has allowed for very intense uh, market conditions in the cryptocurrency world, where you have very intense competition between coins, and I think it's allowed for a lot of innovation. And I think what we'll see, similar to you know the dot com bubble bursting is after that you know you have microsoft and apple and sun and oracle and all these these giants of today you know back then it's it was a a bloodbath and i think part of that is was reminiscent of the crash in um may june i honestly don't even remember (laughs) i don't remember which month it was but pretty recently um it it was reminiscent of that but i think i think like i said earlier i think there's going to be a larger culling where not necessarily Bitcoin or Ethereum are going to drop in significant value, but I think a lot of um, small coins that are you know maybe questionable, etc., <laughs> um, or maybe very real and very viable and performing good things, but maybe they're getting beaten out by some of the the, the larger coins that are innovating innovating faster and more effectively. I think you'll see that being called out, and I think what will happen is after that. I think you'll see even more tie-in from the financial community. I think once something like that happens where there's almost this, because I think part of the problem too with branching from, like you're saying, the development environment, the people who are in the trenches all the way to the financial sector is that there's so much volatility and there's so much like, what's the new coin? There's so much hype around new projects and what's the new thing. 
um, which you see, sure. I mean, in new companies and IPOs and venture capital in the financial sector, but not to the same degree. And I think that spooks a lot of people, right. especially people who are deep in the financial sector. So I think once there's kind of a, a crypto 15 or so, some sort of, you know, some sort of easy, it's like an S&P 500 of crypto. Right. Um, that's, that's like well known. I think it'll be more familiar and more comfortable for the financial sector to embrace and to kind of bridge that gap. Interesting. But I want to hear your thoughts on all that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I had kind of pegged, um, I'd kind of pegged the crypto, my, my thoughts on crypto into kind of two different things or three different categories, I guess, like the, the kind of, <laughs> you got Dogecoin and all, all these crazy meme coins. And it's like, okay, well, we know there's not actually, doesn't seem like there's, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I could be wrong on this, but it doesn't seem like there's any real value innovation going on there. It just seems like it's capitalizing on a joke, essentially, and, and a meme. Um, and so that that's kind of one category in my head. And then the other category was, okay, well, there's also going to be some, some form of um, kind of a, 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 again, digital gold, Bitcoin sort of thing um, where there's kind of this category of, okay, that's a fixed amount. Um, the supply is fixed. For instance, Bitcoin, you know, it's, it's, there's only X amount of them. And then the halvings come each, you know, every, uh, I forget it's every, six years or something like that anyways so that we can we can know the supply and track that out and therefore you can kind of you only have to deal with the demand side of the equation and you can guess where the price is going to go and it's pretty much only up right so as long as people believe it has value it has value and i don't really have a problem with that because our entire financial system is a fiat system (laughs) exactly so i don't really have a problem with with uh oh it's just all based on psychology now some people do and they're like well what's the point i'm like What's the point of the $20 bill in your pocket? You just believe it has value and therefore you can use it at the taco stand. Um, so the, the, that's kind of one set is this store of value thing. But as I've looked into it a little bit further, um, I have kind of seen, okay, so then there's the Ethereum side, which is more applicable. Like there's, there's more applications for Ethereum. There's a ton of coins that are built on Ethereum. Um, and then you've got things like Algorand, which are solving specific problems and the transaction rates are just crazy, like the, the, the just amazingly fast uh, transaction rates. So those seem more viable for the cash system that Nakamoto kind of envisioned in his Bitcoin white paper, which is odd to me. And after recognizing that uh, last month, I kind of recognized the disconnect there, had me going back to Bitcoin and and these like, quote unquote, store of value coins, and reconsidering whether that is necessarily true, because like, the, the, the US dollar has changed over time. And so, you know, maybe that's the same, the same way that Bitcoin is going, where it was invented for one thing, but is actually going to do a different thing. Um, but Gold has always just kind of been a store of value. It's never been that useful. It's not a very good metal as far as building things. It's it's pretty pretty squishy, <laughs> so it doesn't really work very well. Um, it you know yes, it could be a conductor, but we found out that silver works really well for that. So we have silver. So it, gold has always kind of been this this quote unquote store of value, just because people think it's valuable, it's valuable type thing. Um, and I feel like that consistency 
has is a very big positive to its long-term uh, staying power. So that's my my one concern, a little bit of a bearish concern for things like Bitcoin that are trying to be a, a digital store of value. Um, but I can definitely see the value and and innovation in um, things like you know Tezos or Cosmos or Algorand or, or Ethereum that are more of a more of a, almost like a protocol kind of like email back in the sure. day yeah and less of less of oh we're just making a token to make a token kind of a thing um and and what i what i can't quite wrap my head around is when you're buying a a share of a company right if we go into the stock market and using that as the analogy cuz we got to have a reference point if you're doing that you're buying future revenue right well in this world of crypto you're well, I don't quite understand what you're buying when you buy the token, right? And it's different each time, which I think leads to some of the confusion on the part of the consumer. And I would I would say I'm very, you know, just just barely educated about crypto. So I'm practically a retail investor, right? <laughs> I'm no institutional investor here in, in crypto. I don't know what I'm doing, but that's what kind of spooks me is okay, what am I actually buying here? Even if I can understand, oh, there's a problem. They're they're solving it this way. It sounds like it could definitely solve that problem. I still don't get what I'm buying when I buy the token or exchange for the token, however you want to phrase that, um, because it's a currency or an asset. You see what I mean? So that, <laughs> that's what confuses me, right? Is is what am I actually buying? Um, and so I've become maybe a little less bullish than I was, uh, but it's still very, uh, very much a fluid kind of, I'm still figuring out my thesis as I'm, as I'm seeing things um, develop. And I think you're right. I think there's going to be some sort of large correction. um, And obviously that's going to consolidate things. It always does. Um, What do you think is going to be the catalyst? Obviously you can't predict the future. I understand that you're not clairvoyant, but Oh, yeah. Do you know that for sure? <laughs> well, I don't know. You're Irish, so you're pretty grounded. <laughs> um, the the so you know, I'm not expecting you to to perfectly predict the future, but in your mind, what what could be some catalyst for a large correction like that? Hmm. That's a good one. Um, that's tough. I, I could see I could see something like. Um, you know, perhaps first quarter of next year, Fed raises rates or something along those lines or just a harsh tapering. I could see that starting it because uh, we'll see. I'm sure a lot of people will get spooked or whatever. Uh, I think there'll be an overcorrection in the stock market. But I think what what might end up happening is, um, and we've seen, you know, especially mid medium cap stocks, some some large cap stocks seem pretty correlated to cryptocurrency or sorry, cryptocurrency are pretty correlated to stocks. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think if we see some sort of significant trend in the overall markets, that could be the start of something. Um, now that wasn't necessarily the case in the most recent uh, correction drop incident, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I think that it's becoming closer to what I think, I think the most recent correction was more of just, psychology and consumer sentiment uh, and i think that the next one will probably be more tied towards the financial markets gotcha so I, I, that that's my prediction I, I think i think it'll be more tied towards global financial markets the fed 
um, some sort of event. It, it, honestly, here, here's the thing: what what is pretty surprising. I I mean, I was expecting a much bigger reaction to the Chinese ban on cryptocurrencies. So was I. So yeah. I think I think that's really impressive how resilient the cryptocurrency market has been to that. Um, that's been a saga. I mean, it's been they've been cracking down consistently. Just the just when miners had to leave, right? I was amazed it didn't get hit more. So I think it's that shows that I think crypto is more tied to the broad financial markets than individual events regarding crypto, mm-hmm. um, which I think is I think is a sign of maturity in the market that it's starting to get in more of that direction. Yeah. Well, you just hit on an interesting interesting point, which I I, I didn't quite realize until the last you know actually I think it was today I had the realization that it seems that the um, overall crypto market is very much tied to like fang stocks and especially especially the big indices you know think s&p nasdaq dow um they seem to be very correlated which did not seem to be the case in in the past it seemed to be like it was it seemed to me that it was a kind of uh poor man's alt or the the normal person's alternative uh investment and and kind of this uncorrelated asset but it's odd that that has become more correlated especially because it doesn't seem like many of these companies have a tie i mean facebook tried to launch their own crypto and it didn't work like they couldn't do it they were not allowed yeah right so (laughs) it's not like they have any direct tie to the cryptocurrency markets in in any sort of substantial way what do you think's driving that because i can't put my finger on i just noticed that trend trend recently sure i think i think it's uh, i think it's psychology because i think the the big three of the bleeding edge of technology right now is quantum computing quantum computing blockchain and artificial intelligence Mm -hmm. and i think that a lot of people just kind of bundle what's going on at the very edge of technology right now into tech in general so I think I think a lot of sentiment will just kind of naturally bundle like, oh, you know, how is Amazon, Google and Microsoft doing? Um, that's tech in most people's minds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I my guess would be that there is a there is a psychological factor going on of bundling the things that are at the forefront of that realm together. So right. I think that that cryptocurrency is um in that sector gotcha okay yeah that, i mean that makes sense it's it's always <laughs> we always want to i did it earlier with with stocks and, and cryptos I, we want to compare to something we know and we also want to um we want to associate things so there's always a bias there to associate things that actually shouldn't be associated right um which is a good thing to to check yourself when you're looking at a trade or investment you you want to to check that bias and other ones um you know at the door or at least know that you have the bias going in because sometimes it's impossible to leave it behind yeah you just have to know that it's there and and you know trade around it or invest around it so um kind of an actionable i'm going to lean on you on you here for some some portfolio takeaways some some actionable items um as far as what are you doing with your portfolio um i i i was kind of dollar cost averaging in i've since just kind of stopped because of my my focus is elsewhere on individual companies personally so sure. I, just, I don't have the time for cryptos right now um but should people be waiting till the great culling or the great reckoning to to buy in the dip or or is it one of those things where no no, no it's it's so early on that it doesn't even matter 
as long as you get in now, it doesn't even matter what the great reckoning looks like. Um, you just need to be picking innovative, worthwhile coins. You know, what, what are what is the portfolio takeaway here? Sure. I think for me, one of the things that got me solidly into cryptocurrency now, and I'll tie this in, um, was the way staking works. Um, so mm-hmm. let's say, okay. let's say you're staking, uh, I believe Cosmos has a, seven or i think it's seven eight percent so somewhere on seven percent staking bonus on uh kraken like for just a completely random example the key is is that it's not paid in dollars like a dividend um it's essentially like a drip it's essentially a self self reinvesting and you're, and you're getting paid in co- more cosmos same thing with an algorand staking or you know most i think almost every if not all staking bonuses are paid in the cryptocurrency itself mm-hmm. so i think the key is, yeah, I would say get in now, especially in the ones that have solid staking bonuses right now, because I think it's huge that it's the bonus is not the dollars. The percentage bonus is not on the dollars. It's on the actual underlying asset. I think there's that just doesn't happen for most investments. I don't know yeah. of any other. I don't know of any other way where you can get more of the underlying thing that's building the value passively automatically I, I, just, I just don't know and correct me if i'm wrong I, I just can't think of anything else that that does that um the closest thing is just auto reinvesting dividends but that's not even there because once you get the dividend it's already appreciated exactly the dividend exactly exactly so it's it's the so it's built-in appreciation exactly like it's the substance itself that is um boosting so i am huge on getting into staking bonuses I'm I'm not as hardcore as Austin makes me. I I don't I don't participate in staking pools and pancake swap. And all that. <laughs> there are some really wild things you can do out there um, with crypto. There are some ways to get some really ridiculous yield if if you want to dive in. Um, I would just be ready to put a lot of hours into it. But yeah, you can make a, a a significant amount of money if you're willing to put the time into a lot of research and um, a lot of active stuff. There are some crazy projects out there because there's so much volatility and so much liquidity in the market there are some amazing percentages you can get on crypto like bank account style things and all sorts of stuff so if you really want to get into it definitely check that stuff out but for myself and i'd say for probably the the most uh most investors who are interested in cryptocurrency i would just recommend um getting some into staking currencies because i think this the currencies that will survive i think most of them well, I think a lot of the currencies that will survive have staking bonuses like Tezos, like Cosmos, like Algorand. Um, and I think that's a great way to just get started because what you can do is you can just put however much money you want into a handful of coins and just let them sit there and stake and you just don't have to worry about it. If right. in 10 years, the individual coin is worth way more money, you not only made all the money on the initial but you've made money that, that you've been building up that portfolio of those individual coins. So if right. you're willing to ride out in the long run, if you're willing to ride out price fluctuations, the underlying value of each individual thing doesn't matter. You're actually building more of those things so that, you know, hopefully uh, after if the great culling does occur and uh, the ones that you are ownership in survive, you know, hopefully after that, you're going to be doing well and i mean you're you're creating more of that thing with that thing so especially once yeah i I think that's just huge to be to be staking to be passively building up the the number of individual coins that you have um i think is 
is a really incredible opportunity. So I would recommend for the average investor, get into staking. Uh, most of the big exchanges have it on different coins. I know Kraken has, um, I think like six or six or eight coins you can stake. Coinbase has a bunch as well. Um, Binance has a bunch. So definitely check out all the exchanges. Um, definitely do your due diligence on that. And uh, yeah, I would I would personally recommend staking. I, I absolutely love the methodology to it because you're making it's kind of like a dividend that you're making you're making money by facilitating uh, the system itself. And the system is rewarding you with more of itself, which I think is just really powerful and really under underrated right now. I, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's a good takeaway. I mean, it's it's uh, it's everybody's uh, dream is passive income, right? So if you can be passively generating more assets without having to invest more capital, that's that's quite the unique. And I'm sure there's a break even point too, right? Of of where you would stake enough that. If it went down X percent, it doesn't matter at that yeah. point. You have you've, you've broken even. So yeah, that that's a great a great point. Any um, final thoughts on? I guess this is a really really tough question for a final thought on. But any um, guiding principles that you use when you're looking and evaluating a staking uh, coin? Because we just narrowed it down from the whole crypto universe to staking coins, but there's a lot of staking coins. So what do you look sure. at when you're when you're just trying to make sure that it's not something that's going to disappear and you're going to lose everything? <laughs> yeah, I would I would do the due diligence, read the white paper, um, look into the website. I think a really powerful thing is to look into the development community. So go into you know the 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 forums, read what's going on. If it's really active and thriving, that's a great sign. At least in my opinion, I think it's a great sign if there. Are, there are lots of people who are champions of this, who are developing projects and doing cool stuff with it. I think that's a phenomenal sign because that usually means it's good to work with. It's uh, innovating and there's, there's growing numbers of people getting involved. I think that's a great sign. So I think, I think even let's say you, let's say you're um, completely new to cryptos and you're like, you know what? I, I like what, I like what that sounds like. I want to buy a couple staking cryptos. Definitely still do the due diligence um, and still, really dive deep as if they weren't staking because i think at the end of the day uh it's it's similar to investing in that you really shouldn't be doing it if you don't have the money um don't don't be going into crypto thinking you're going to get rich overnight some people have <laughs> but but uh don't do not go into it expecting that and right. i think at least for me really focusing on the long run <laughs> as yeah. the show is the long run for crypto gives me a sense of a security and uh, I think enables me to really focus on what's going on in the cryptocurrency itself and the value that it's creating rather than just the hype, rather than who's talking about it, rather than who's tweeting about it, et cetera, yeah, which right. yeah, again, you, you can make, you can make a lot of money uh, just following that stuff, but that's for the short run show, which doesn't exist. So this is the long run show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here folks. I mean, that that's a great, a great couple of takeaways there staking and, and focusing on, on the long run within that. So I appreciate that, Michael. You got it, Austin. And uh, yeah, folks, if you would drop a review, five stars, if you thought it was great, one star, I'd actually just don't leave that. <laughs> just just move on. Uh, don't leave. A Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. <laughs> just five stars um if you thought this is great we would love to have you review it and hopefully you'll tune in next week 
uh, for the next episode of The Long Run Show. This is Austin Wilson, and he is... And Michael O'Connor. That's correct, and this has been The Long Run Show. See you next time. Bye-bye. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now! and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.